Ever wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Who's ready for the most badass and massive up level in their business? It is back. What's back? Momentum, Bland Teresa's signature six-month business and mentorship accelerator is now open for enrollment. Ten entrepreneurs will have the opportunity to join this exclusive experience that kicks off December 15th. This VIP program includes two-to-one coaching, monthly masterminds, and training sessions, plus unlimited access to get your questions answered in real time. Imagine where you can take your business in the six months that we will work together. Ready to give your business the momentum you desire? Head to TeresaLambertCoaching.com backslash momentum to secure your coveted spot. Welcome back. We got another episode of Dissecting Success here, and I am so excited for today's guest. We have the one and only Jim Doyle. He's a financial planner. He's been doing it for over 32 years. You can learn a lot more about him in uh, the bio, the show notes. But what I'm really excited about is that he has a TV show. He's been on the radio. He's seen a bit of him in the press, but he has this TV show and it's in the second season and it's called Money Matters with Jim Doyle. Right now you can catch it on Joy TV and online, but I am so excited because how many people do you meet that build a career like in finance or in any industry and then they get their own TV show? So Jim Doyle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So let's get started with our favorite question. And I'm really excited to see what you have to say. What does success mean to you? Well, it's, it's probably not uh, a money thing anymore. Uh, it's an opportunity to give back. Okay. Uh, that for me is where the passion kind of comes out. So let's talk about giving back. Do you mean what financially with your time? Um, I think it's kind of, uh, if you've got success in, in any area, uh, you have an opportunity to either mentor those that are coming up or look at the root of what it is you're providing out there and say, how do I share that in, in, in a much broader sense? And for me, it's about enhancing financial literacy and uh, uh, sharing it. It shouldn't be a secret. I love that. Financial literacy shouldn't be a secret. That is very juicy. I'd love to dive into that more because I certainly have interesting conversations with some of my clients and 
it's very interesting, like to me, having a background in running a large business with a big team and, and looking at financial statements and, and understanding them and learning to really understand business finance, because obviously I had to, I mean, <laughs> otherwise it's pretty hard to run a business. To me, some of these financial literacies are like, it's just so natural. But what I'm realizing is that for a lot of people building their businesses, financial literacy is like, it's kind of an afterthought. So talk about that a little bit more, what that means to you. Well, I think real success for me as an advisor comes down to when I can get people to be actually a bit intimate about their financials, uh, knowledge, uh, about their fears, about their, their dreams, okay? Uh, when I talk to couples and I say, you know, it's way easier to talk about sex or religion or politics than it is to talk about money. And I'm going, isn't it something that's shared? And for a lot of people, it isn't. That's so funny. So people would rather talk about sex than money? Absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine I'm sitting down with a couple and one person says, you spend too much. And the other goes, of course, defensively. I spent just the right amount, okay? And how do we get those people rowing in the same direction where we're able to develop something that helps them both achieve what's important long-term? So it's about getting people on the same page. I would love to know, like for you to be doing this work now and being very successful doing this work and helping people in relationships, I'm sure also single people really understand this financial literacy, bringing people together. How did the passion to do this come about? Like, how did your personal story tie into this? Like, do you have an experience around your own finances that led you down to think, hey, this doesn't seem to be something that people talk about. So let's have a conversation. Well, don't tell anybody this, but in my early college, college days, I probably had a few days where I didn't know where the next meal was coming from. And, you know, things like that, they, they kind of brand you a little bit. So uh, when I talk about financial security, uh, I think it's something that a lot of people harbor, but they're, they're embarrassed to kind of say, hey, I'm not where I want to be, or I've got a lot of wealth, but I, I really don't understand it, okay? And... I think the biggest challenge that I've seen in this industry is moving away from performance as being the primary concern, as opposed to what is your stuff designed to do for you? What type of lifestyle do you want it to give to you? Uh, how do you want to look after your family? You know, what really matters to you? And at the end of the day, it isn't whether you made 6% or 16%. It's about, can I do all the things that my money is supposed to do for me? And what is your money supposed to do for you? Well, it's an interesting discussion because everybody's goals are, are, are very different. Uh, if I talk to somebody who's trying to, to build wealth, okay, at what point do you get satiated? Or, or is there a point? Okay. If I'm talking to a woman who's running a business and I say, you know, uh, what's your primary focus? And it might be about how does this uh, enhance my family's situation and their opportunities and their security. So it's about getting intimate with people that talk about these types of questions. 
So this is really interesting. So can you just like take us into your world for a moment and just like explain like how do you see transformation happening with you know people maybe even couples that are coming in and they're not having these conversations and so all of a the sudden they're building this financial literacy they're getting clarity of what they want to do with their money how they want to build their wealth how they want to use it like what do you see happening like what what transformations do you see because it must be pretty big I mean I just assume but I would love to just hear more about that. Well, uh, let me share a story. Um, I had a couple that I went to see a number of years ago and uh, sitting down with them. And the husband says, you know, I'm going to continue to work another year because I can get $65 more a month on my pension. And I tried to suggest to him, you know, uh, are you missing anything if you retired today? No, no, Jim, you don't understand. I, I can get $65 more a month. I said, you're going to work another whole year to get $65 more a month. Yep. Okay. So uh, the wife sitting across the table, and this couple seems to talk at about 100 decibels all the time. And it's kind of a unique experience for me. So she says, Jim, she says, you know, when he retires, you tell him he's not going to spend all of his day on the computer. And I tried to tell her very politely, I really don't think that that's my role to do that. Okay. She goes, no, no, you tell him, he'll listen. And that's what I found kind of interesting is the fact that folks are looking to me sometimes to, to help open these conversations, to define things a little bit better, and, and maybe there to be a bit of an arbitrator and at the same time agitator to talk about what does that really look like, if you don't mind me asking. You know what I love about this story? It just took me back to when I was learning to ski. So being from Winnipeg, where the biggest hill we have is a bridge, I did not grow up skiing. And I married an ex-pro skier who loves skiing. And so one of the advice pieces of advice I got all along while learning was don't learn from your husband. And it's interesting because we'd go skiing and he'd tell me what to do. And I sort of would do it, but I get frustrated with him. But then we'd go with friends who would tell me the exact same stuff, but I would, it was able to absorb it better. So the fact that, you know, I just translate that to the conversation about money, having you be that mediator, mediator, is that what we called it? A mediator, that in-between person, you know, sometimes I guess one person in that relationship has that understanding and the other person just won't listen to it. So you need to be there to help translate and to help the couples get on the same page. And I think that's really interesting. I, and I'd love to switch gears a bit to entrepreneurs because you know our listeners are entrepreneurs at all sorts of different levels. And I know, you know we all have to start somewhere, but if we're just starting our business, like what advice do you have for us so that we can build wealth? I think one of the biggest challenges, and I've started to adopt this more and more, is I define business owners as firefighters, okay? You're constantly putting out one fire after another, okay? So now it's a question of which fire is the biggest that gets the most attention? And from time to time, that little fire that's burning away over in the corner may become a three-stage fire. And that's the challenge, is being able to step back and, and look at the priorities but keep the focus, okay? Most business owners that I talk to, they're, 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 they love their business. They're intimate with their business, okay? And they want to do wonderful things with it. But I think occasionally they lose focus on why they're in business, 
what their business is designed to do for them, and ultimately, you know, where they can get help from other people to take their business to, to, to other levels. So how do you help them then, right? Like, like, because I like this idea of like, especially around the beginning, right? And, and I can see, especially at the beginning, when it comes to finances, your, you know, comparison around firefighting um, financially, I could see being a really big one because most business owners starting up like, and there's this big movement of solopreneurs, right? So people that are in business for themselves that don't have any teams that are literally wearing all these different heads, they might have an accountant or somebody helping them along, but there is this fluctuation in, you know, sales, there's fluctuations in money going in and coming out and plan. I actually spoke about this on one of our previous podcast episodes to normalize the fluctuation and to also prepare for fluctuation because so many people think, you know, you're always going to make the same every single month. And, and if you're in business for yourself, it just looks a lot different, especially in that startup phase where you're not yet established. So what are some of the things that you suggest somebody could do that is starting out to help them manage those times more so that they're not ending up, you know, maybe figuring out where the next meal comes from? Well, this one bothers a, a business owners a fair bit, but I'm going to say, write a business plan, okay? Put the time and the passion to a business plan before you spend your money, okay? Um, it's the process of investigating the options and the concerns and the outcomes. That's the real value. It's not producing a document in your hand that you can go, I've got a business plan I can take to my bank and borrow money with, although that does help, Okay. The second has to be with surround yourself with great people, okay? You don't know what you don't know, if I can respectfully say that. And the whole idea here is that you didn't know everything overnight or the next day. It's, it's a process of saying, how can you as a professional advisor in the lane that you're in, help me do better? What should I look at? What should I learn? Who else should I be bringing into this process? And understand that what you know and understand today probably isn't going to be the same in six months or a year as your business continues to grow and evolve. I love that. And so I want to just talk about the, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people, because I think it's, it's a good transition to talk about money matters with Jim Doyle with you. <laughs> Do you call it money matters with Jim Doyle when you're talking about it? Does it feel weird to call it something that's you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. This is Dissecting Success with Blair Kaplan Venables. Um, I love it. But you have a TV show. So first of all, congratulations, because that's a huge accomplishment, especially because you're in season two, which means you did something right in season one. And, you know, having a TV show talking about something you're very passionate about is, is a lot of entrepreneurs' goals, I think. I mean, I'm an extroverted extrovert, I guess, or maybe an introverted extrovert. I don't know. But I know that if someone, if I had the opportunity to have a TV show to share my knowledge and wisdom, that would be something that I would definitely entertain. How did you end up getting a TV show? Well, it probably started about five years ago uh, when I met Carmen Luis Yaraza from uh, Joy TV. And we started talking about uh, a PSA in an effort to enhance financial literacy. 
So a series of walk and talks where we're saying, you know, here's something that people kind of sweep under the carpet, but maybe it'll allow us to shine a light on it for just a moment or two. And that uh, kind of evolved to the point where they offered a show. And I said, that sounds like a wonderful idea. So, and that's where we are today. You know, as a graduate of the UBC Sauter School of Business a Family Enterprise Advisor Program, you know, you get to see a lot of other professional perspectives. And if you get business owners to kind of open up a little bit, you can see where they're maybe not achieving success in every corner of their business life and, and their financial life. So um, that's the evolution of the show came about. Tell me more about this show, Jim. Like what are some of the juiciest conversations, juiciest things that have come up from your experience so far sharing stories around money that matter? Well, last night's show is an example, uh, talking about preparing the kids to take over. And a lot of the business owners that, that, I, that I work with, okay, this is a wonderful concept, but there's none of that magical time where the implementation can actually get put in place. Um, it's a gargantuan task for a lot of business owners. So again, they tend to put it off because most business owners I work with, they're time starved, okay? They don't know where to start. They don't know who to involve. So um, it's that fire thing again, you know, what's the biggest one? I don't have to deal with this now. Uh, I'll come back to it. And that time never really happens because they never gave it the time or attention. Is money, like when it comes to, well, that's interesting. So we, this episode is about preparing your kids to take over the family business or preparing the family. And I think that's actually a really interesting conversation because, you know, just listening to you say that, I think about um, some of the other episodes you've, you know, had, but also in real life examples, like in Winnipeg, where I grew up, I remember this restaurant on Main Street and it was a family restaurant. And when it came time for the kids to take over, the kids didn't want to, and it closed. And, you know, I think another thing besides preparing the family to take over is um, I know one of the episodes, I think your first episode of season two was inheriting a family business. Yes. Uh, we had Chris Mills of the Mills uh, uh, paint family uh, sharing, you know, the things that they went through and, and uh, the tribulations and, and where they are today. And it's a gorgeous story uh, because there's so much business legacy uh, that goes there. Uh, you just can't help uh, uh, to, to kind of be drawn into it. Ooh, business legacy. I want to talk about that because ooh, I just got really excited. I am always working on my legacy. If something were to happen to me tomorrow, what is the legacy I'm leaving behind? What is business legacy? Let's dive into that. That's an interesting concept. Well, in, in that show that you just mentioned, uh, Chris was talking about how his dad, you know, uh, tried to protect the uh, people involved in the business. And he made a, a lot of the decisions so that the, the kids could be focusing on other areas of the business. Okay, that's great. But then, unfortunately, they lost dad. And all of that business acumen that was tied up in dad's mind uh, was not available. And, you know, when things are running smoothly, they run smoothly. And when circumstances change, the question is, how prepared are you? And in this situation, there were some abrupt shocks that came about and they go, you know, this was never anticipated. It's so interesting 
Jim. And I'm just like, I'm thinking about, you know, your analogy around like the firefighting. And now we're talking about, you know, like, like handing over this business legacy, right? Like bringing your kids in and in this scenario, taking over without the preparedness and it doesn't prepare us for it. But one thing that I find really interesting about that is, and, and I'm a big creative problem solver. So I look at, you know, running business and every challenge that comes up as an opportunity to figure out a way to create a stronger foundation so that ultimately you don't be have to be firefighting because the firefighting to me is that struggle. And I've seen that and I live that in business. And so for me, it's all about how can we create that so that that struggle isn't there. And what I have found is that because at times I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have anybody handing, you know, me obviously my own business <laughs> because I'm starting it from scratch. And when I took over, um, you know, in the hotel business, um, I often didn't have the access to, to the mentorship um, specifically around the hotel business. And I didn't have a lot of my own experience to draw from. But what happened was that it, it forced me to think really creatively about different solutions because I didn't, you know, it was almost like because I didn't have pre-existing knowledge how to navigate something. I was able to think about it in a very different way and coming up with creative solutions. So I would, you know, love to sort of, you know, tie this back in to, you know, what you were saying with the sun taking over, right? And how... And he obviously created a successful business. Now, I would think he was on your show. Um, I haven't seen it. <laughs> so tell me how he maybe was able to figure some of those things out. And how has that impacted how he runs his business and his financial literacy? Well, I think the, the, the primary thing that I, I hear this over and over and over from business owners is just their general lack of accounting, um, how the financial side of the picture is something that is almost a little bit of an afterthought because they're so enamored with their product or they're so enamored with retail, okay, that they may not be looking at the, the actual business side of things. And, you know, you can run yourself into the ground selling 10 times as many widgets as you were selling, but if you're not making any profit or not making any revenue, um, you've got a challenge. Totally. So was he able to do that? Like when you were sort of seeing you worked with his, did you work with his um, father as a, or did you just meet him on a show? I'm just so curious how that came about. Like, were you able to see both sides? Cause that wow. is so cool. I never had a chance to meet the dad. So uh, we're talking about the Mills family. We're talking about the brothers and the sisters and the relationships that were there before and how they evolved and morphed over years in terms of the roles that they took on in the company or did not take in the company, because that's equally important as well. Um, as we talk about the passion and, and, and how they drive things going forward. Too many business owners, you know, when, when you're the founder of a business, okay, uh, you take risks in, in a way that uh, uh, makes sense to you, okay? But when you've got kids that take over, it's not always the same flavor because they feel they have responsibilities or they might be custodians of a business, okay? Or protectors of a family legacy. And they might approach business with an entirely different mindset. 
So I, I think that has to be stirred up just a little bit to say, share with me, you know, what drives you? What does it look like? Uh, what are you concerned about the most? And, you know, that's brilliant. And I, I think what I'm understanding is that everything comes down to financial literacy. And everything else could be creative and done, you know, done in certain ways, but you have to have that basic financial literacy in order to build wealth, in order to build that legacy. I think for a lot of folks, uh, long-term thinking is next week. And uh, I want to encourage a bit more perspective that goes beyond next week, next month, next year. Um, and say, so, you know, what's my goal? Okay. And then what's my super big goal? Okay. And, and, and what could I possibly do to make that happen? And once I've ha it's happened, uh, am I going to be happy with that? Or am I going to continue to evolve and grow? And I think that's the ultimate challenge. Um, when we look to the professional advisors that a lot of people work with, okay, there's an expectation that the accountant is going to give you everything in the universe in terms of knowledge. But it's quite often not the case. You have to ask these folks, how can you help me? What don't I know uh, that I should be focusing on going forward? And I think every once in a while as a business owner, there, there's no accountability to anybody. So someone has to kind of come in there and step on the toes just a little bit to, to challenge the perspective and help them uh, reconsider. What are they doing? Why are they doing it? What could they do differently to achieve more? I love that. And that long-term focus, I think, is so, so critical, right? Like we can't just look at what's in front of us. Because if you do that, you never know what's coming your way, right? You, you don't even really know where you're heading. So I love that. So Jim, as we're wrapping up this episode of today, you shared so many amazing, incredible things with us already. But I would love to know What's one piece of advice that you would give someone on their path to financial success? Um, it's a great question. And because it's so different for everybody, there, there's no one answer that is going to be uh, uh, equal. If I want to build a business that survives me, that has legacy in the community and so forth, that's going to be very different than if I'm a serial entrepreneur and my objective is to start a business or build a business and when it achieves success, sell it and move on to the next task. Those are very different perspectives. But one theme is kind of important is saying, what do I want to accomplish? What's important to me? What are the steps to get there? Uh, and instead of focusing in the business, every once in a while, you know, with some sort of regular basis, step back and focus more on why and how. So powerful. I love that. What do you want to accomplish? So this is such a powerful question to wrap up with today's episode. Ask yourself that if you're listening, ask yourself this question, what do you want to accomplish financially, in your business, with your legacy, like, what is it? Get clear on that and your why and just see what happens. So Jim, thank you so much for being our guest. If people want to learn more from you, if they want to maybe tune into the show, how can they do that? Tell us how our listeners can find you. The landing page. So you can go to jimdoyle.ca. You can go to our website, uh, Doyle & Associates. 
you can go to the Joy TV uh, 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 website and they've got a chronology of the shows that we've got there. And, you know, some of them I think are, are, are kind of nice. So, uh, and lastly, you know, give us a call, send us an email. I love that. I love that. And we'll make sure that we drop all the links to everything that you just mentioned in the show notes as well. So you can check that out. And with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Dissecting Success. This is a wrap and peace out. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.